There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Now entering Nerdist.com. is a scientifically engineered superhuman on the ABC family series, Kyle XY. She's also a bona fide denizen of Asgard in the Marvel Studios blockbuster Thor and Thor The Dark World. Now she is the star of a hit NBC action drama series called Blindspot, where she plays a woman who woke up in a bag in the middle of Times Square, all naked and stuff with no memories, and covered in all these tats. I mean, who has not been there? Anyway, the tattoos are a complicated puzzle. They lead her and the FBI into dangerous situations and dark revelations, and we are certainly along for the ride. And tonight, you're on the ride with Jay Jamie Alexander, who will be talking with Chris Hardwick. Hello. All right. We have, we have listened to you. We've heard you on the Twitters and the Instagrams and the Facebooks using at talking. I'm going to read questions, comments, comments. We're going to get messages from the uh, video monitor here. We're going to get uh, questions from the audience. Um, you guys can think about what you're going to ask. I have a lot of stuff to give away up here. You know, just stuff, just cool, fun things <laughs> uh, signed by our guest, Jamie Alexander. So I'm going to talk first. And uh, so let's get into this. So, let's. Uh, so, congratulations on Blind Spot, by the way. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, you. it is a very difficult thing to get a show on the air, but then have it be hugely successful, and then just continue doing it. Was television something you always wanted to do? You know, I mean, back in the day, I was like pretty much anything. I'd do a commercial, like whatever you know, I could do. Um, but it wasn't like I, I got into film, and then. You know, I just wasn't finding roles that I really liked for a while. You know, I was like, oh, this one's like, I don't know. I'm going to be kissing this guy or whatever. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll get paid for it. But, you know, it was just like I really wanted a strong female character. And sure. I was lucky in the Thor films to have that. And um, and then this show came along, and I'd read a bunch of pilots. And then I was like, this is it. This is, I, you know, this will use my fight background and, like, pretty much, like, all my talents mashed into one. I was like, how far can I take this? I, got, I mean, I have like three talents. That's it. Um, did but they, yeah. Was it, did, you, did they come to you with the show or did you audition for the show? They came to me with the show. Wow. Yeah. So, and it was funny because my showrunner, uh, Martin Garrow, who's Canadian, had thought because I was on Kyle XY, which filmed in Canada, um, he thought I was Canadian. So I was like, Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was like, oh, I'm just so happy to give, you know, like, Canadians more jobs. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. I'm from Texas. Yeah. The, <laughs> the literal opposite of Canada <laughs> in every way. Yeah. 
So how was the how was the show pitched to you? Because it really you the, in the very first scene of the show, it's an incredible first scene. You you emerge from a bag and yes. you're completely naked in Times Square and you're covered in all these tattoos. It was is that just you read that like first line of the page and said this looks incredible? I was like, okay, I'll be naked and get paid for it, <laughs> um, and extremely sticky. Um, no, I I was reading it and I was thinking like, okay, what like how many tattoos? It says covered in tats. You know, I've, I've read so many characters, that, and they say that, and it's really like a giant rib tattoo and something on your leg. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like sporadic. I didn't realize it was literally like the only places I don't have tattoos on the show are the palms of my hands, the bottom of my feet, and this side of my neck. Oh, That's my God. It. Every armpit, everything's tatted. So I was like, okay, you know. But as I'm reading it, I'm really just like, wow, um, you know, Martin really wrote this female ex- exceptionally well. Um, everything really tied together. There were twists I didn't expect. There was just, and this is all just in the pilot. So I went and met with them, um, met with the uh, director, Mark Pellington, and they just, they had plans for multiple seasons. I mean, this guy was like pitching me all kinds of stuff. And I was like, okay, so this isn't just like the pilot's going to be good and then the rest is going to be crap. Right, you know right, what I mean? Right, right. That always happens. Right. Um, so they, yeah, I, I read it. I loved it. I met with them. We figured it out. And then there I was in Times Square on a Tuesday at about four in the morning. Naked, climbing out of a bag in the snow. I mean, <laughs> such a common story in New York. I you know. wake up naked in Times Square. I Did I get a tattoo? Oh, I got a thousand tattoos oh, last night. A thousand holy, tattoos. Holy, the holy. tattoos are really kind of a character on the show. Yeah, yeah. Just like the city of New York is, you know right. what I mean? So it's it's so important, uh, especially for me, I always try to find ways to like show them, you know, because it'll be winter on the show and of course it'll be like snowing in New York. I'm like, what if I roll my sleeves up, you know? Um, and so we'll just put those on and that sort of thing. But it's, it's so important to show them because, yeah, they are literally like an extra character on the show. And d- what's your process like when you show up for work? In the, like, do you have to show up like five hours before I you show start? I completely you- wasted. <laughs> I'm like, oh, here we go again. Um, no, I literally, I'll call my, my makeup artist who's amazing. Her name's Stephanie. Um, if you can't tell, she's amazing. She puts these on me all the time. Um, I'll ask her if she wants a coffee. We'll bring coffee for each other. And then we'll just stand there and I'll be naked with like a sticker down there and it's super awkward and she'll just be putting the tats on talking about her two-year-old son and what they did on the weekend and, and then we'll listen to some sort of horrible 80s rock and then it's like tons of caffeine later um i'm still standing there eight hours into it and oh then god but that's when i wear the full body which you know if you've seen the show i don't wear that all the time right like, you know i'm in pants and you know normal people clothing um right. and so we'll just put on you know the arms or the neck and whatever that you know, would show normally, like in what I'm wearing right now. So, so it's not, that goes by pretty quick. So it's not that it's not that bad. Yeah, but no. the, but the role. I mean, it's not. It's all these things that I think if you if you go to drama school, they don't teach you how to sit for eight hours in a makeup chair or how to act while you're having to like roundhouse kick people in the head. Right. So what right. what are some, what are, talk a little about the, the the physical demands of the show and how yeah. that affects the 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 acting part of the show. I mean, it's it's funny because I'll, I'll put the tattoos on, and I'm I cannot I'm having a hard time sitting here for this long. I do not <laughs> like to stay in one place. I like to move around. I, I like want to play with these hand things on this table. Listen, this is your playhouse. You can play with them. whatever you want. Yeah, do you, do you wanna, want no? But this do you is want what, a lady sift sword I mean, to, okay. to play around with, and I mean it looks. Um, this is holy Moses. Right? Yeah, this is crazy. Oh, look at that! You did a hand flip thing, and, I'm, and you just stabbed me. Well, I was and like, so, I was like so casually, so too. Casually. I so would have just taken off half my scalp if this were a real sword. This best would not way to be get real. a haircut. That's the absolute um, best. But yeah, I, I like I'm always, you know, looking around. So my makeup artist at one point 
she put on this cartoon her son watches on her iPhone and sat it in front of me. And I don't know why, but I was like, that's interesting. I watched it for like two hours straight. And I didn't move. And she was like, okay. So she's like, you're like my son. So she will literally go, look over here. And then I'll be like, what? And she'll put, do something. To a tattoo, yeah. yeah. And so it, it's just become this thing. And so... Um, so that helps, but then, you know, we'll have these scenes where I'm doing these, you know, insane fight scenes, but, like, somehow, sometimes I have to be teary-eyed or I have, like, literally four paragraphs of dialogue to say as I'm beating the crap out of somebody. Right. And that gets, that can get um, pretty difficult. Uh, but at this point, I, I literally will show up, learn five moves in the fight, shoot those five, then learn the next five, shoot the next five. I mean, I, I never have time to rehearse, so... Um, so what I'm saying is, at any moment, I could attack you. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen, if you wanted to, you know, a, a, any network is always like, hey, we'd sure love some viral clips of the show. We don't really do that in the show. So if you wanted to just beat the shit out of me, <laughs> I think AMC would love that. Like, that would, there'd be a lot of clips that would go out. If you just want to just swing off the chair and kick me in the side of the head, I'll roll with it. I think I remember, like... Like, if, uh, how many years ago was it? We went to grab coffee, and I tried to get him to ride on my motorcycle with me. Oh, yeah, no fucking way. He was like... Yeah. He was like... No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we... Yeah, we went to... Co- we went and had a lot. We had lunch. I don't know. It's like four, it? four or five years ago yeah, at, yeah. at Luna Park. It was Luna at Luna Park, Park on, on yeah. La Brea in Wilshire. And, yeah. uh, and, you know, I, I show up in my car, and then she shows up in this, like, friggin' leather jumpsuit, and, like, this helmet comes off like a space person, and this amazing motorcycle, and I go, what the fuck? Did you, uh, where did this come from? And you go, yeah, I just, ro- I just rode over from my house. And I'm like, that is, who does? That's incredible. Uh, I mean, I, first of all, I would not trust riding a motorcycle in Los Angeles. No, it's The not. streets are bad, and, yeah. no, and people just, uh, they sort of pick a lane. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it's a, yeah. yeah. And if you don't get murdered by a, our, our, tra- our public transportation system. So oh, they do not care. They They're do like, not. I wonder if I open the door, how far she'll fly off her bike. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm always, you know, very, very cautious. Yeah, so you, you actually do live it. Like, it's not yeah. just a, you're not just an actor like, oh, in real life, I'm frail. You are definitely not frail. I mean, there's, I'm frail. You're right, I'm not. Not, <laughs> not at all. Uh, uh, and then, but then also, the other great side, uh, I don't know. Hey, Brandon, do we have that picture that I sent you? Uh, also, if you ever, I moved into a new house several years ago. I had no furniture or anything in the house. And Jamie said, you know what? I okay. love furniture shopping. So I said, okay, let's go antiquing. And I took this picture of, uh, of Jamie um, at an antique store in front of an old, an elephant that I, um, I tried to talk myself out of not buying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, was this is like an amusement park element. Why would, I, why would I not want that elephant in my house? Yeah, it, um, it was so funny. There was like a giant stormtrooper. There, was, there oh, yeah. was some weird stuff. I was holding hands with a Spider-Man replica yeah. or something. I mean, you say weird. No, I, I say I normal like, stuff. Wait, uh, but, but there, yeah. were some, there were some also some very odd phallic things. If I remember, there was something. Oh, at the like store. The, yeah, like the boobs that hung on the wall thing. Yeah, this was Did not in my those? house. No, I didn't I was get like, those. I didn't know. I'm just like, <laughs> no. each their own. Don't, you know, I don't yeah. know, but, hey, don't, uh, don't, yeah. don't take a dump on my wall tits. But seriously. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I did not get any of the weird phallic stuff there. Don't it's touch all, the art. Don't. Yeah, it's art. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, you, but, you know, you, you, really do, you really do take these roles that are so physically demanding. Did you fight Ronda Rousey? Did you have to yes. fight Ronda Rousey? Yeah. You did. Uh, but I mean, TV fight. Yeah. So, but, but might I add, uh, yeah. she's obviously an incredible fighter. Um, and there were a few times, especially with my stunt double, 
where she landed a couple hits. <laughs> um, because, you know, I, I thought about it. I was like, God, she's trained to make contact. So how do you reverse everything you've learned your entire life? Right. Not make contact. She was really great with me. Um, my double, during rehearsal, she just clocked her in the face. And my double came to me, Heidi, who's incredible, comes up to me. And she goes, oh, man, Rhonda, she hit me in the head and... I'm so happy. And I, like, <laughs> and I was like, I mean, yeah. What a badge of honor. Yes. Um, and so I, I said, can you, how many fingers am I holding up? Like, can you see? And she said, no, it's great. I mean, and then she threw me on the ground. And she was like, because we did a lot of throws. Yeah. And I said, oh, cool. And, and, I, and she's like, so, you know, if you want, like, I'll, I'll do most of the fight with her. And, that's, <laughs> and I was like, you know what, that's all, oh, sure. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> um, but I was, yeah, I was nervous because she is a tank and she is so lovely, you guys. She took pictures with every single crew member we had. Gracious, kind, super excited. Um, was so much fun and uh, she was just fantastic. I mean, I can't say enough good things about her. She's really cool. And might I add, when she was shooting the machine gun, I've never seen triceps on a woman <laughs> pop through a shirt. Yeah. Ever. They're just winking yeah, at you the like, whole time. No, yeah. all of us, I was supposed to run in in this one take, and I was just staring at her, and then they were like, I heard them cue me, and I was just like, what? Oh. And, and, you know, and then I ruined the take, because I was staring at her. You were hypnotized by her, by her uh, glorious yes. triceps. And now everybody knows that I was, <laughs> I, it was my fault. Hugo, I'm interested to hear about, because you, you, you were talking about uh, just roles for women that weren't satisfying for yeah. you. So, what, so what's, a, what's an example of something that you see when you're reading a script and you immediately roll your eyes and you go, oh, shit, not this again, really? Well, it's, okay, so for me... I um, I just want things that challenge me, and, and, and I also know what I'm good at, so I want to excel at something I'm good at that's, you know, like the, the physicality of roles, right. right? So I'm never really going to play the sweet girl next door. It's just not believable, because you guys would be like, oh, she's got to be a serial killer. <laughs> you know, so, so I'll read some, some certain things, so I don't know if it's... The fact that I wouldn't enjoy playing it, I don't know if it's necessarily a bad role for a woman. It's just not something I would like. So a lot of times I'll read um, scripts and it'll be something like, you know, the de- character description will be this. Bombshell body, extremely beautiful woman, and then it, but it doesn't tell you anything else like, what, is she a doctor? Like, what the hell right. does she do? Right. Like, and so it'll just say that and I'll go, and yeah. throw it out because I'm like, huh. And then a lot of times they'll be like, they'll describe a woman's upper half and I'll be like, well, that's not happening. So I'll throw that out. Um, but a lot of times it'll be just like kind of a, a woman that, you know, verbally the, the, the way she's written is almost valley girlish or she's always in damsel in distress, can't stand up for herself. And, and those characters are fine to play if there's an arc to it where things start to change and sure. she starts to understand she's, she is powerful. And that just doesn't happen a lot, you know, and instead, uh, um, you know, a lot of people want the woman to just be this beautiful woman that's, you know, pretty much in the movie for eye candy. And so that's why I don't work a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the way, so one of the ways that I've heard uh, a lot of my friends who are female actors will yeah. say it's, it's when the only role for the female characters is ultimately to define the male character. Right. Or yeah. to be there as a prop for the male, like the male right. characters are written very complex, and it's just like, oh, here's your tea or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. So it, that and it goes both ways because I've also read scripts where I've been like, wow, this is guy, like the guy is written terribly, and then and then, but so is the female, and then you're just like, oh, this is this a, just a bad script. Well, the female characters are fifty fifty. Yeah, the male character's like, pretty bad too. Yeah. So I got to give it to him for equality. Yeah, yeah at least, at least uh, like everyone sucks. Yeah, everyone sucks in it. Yeah. 
Double sucky. But, but you uh, don't have to, I mean, I would imagine um, you don't necessarily have to audition much anymore for stuff, right? I don't for TV. It's, I was getting a lot of scripts, um, where, but I'm, I'm the type that's like, if a director's like, we really just want to see you put something on tape. And, and I understand how people are visual, and so I'll be like, all right. And I, I just think it's fun. Like, I really have a good time, and I try to take something, even if there's a script that, to me, is 80% good, but there's just some dialogue that I'm not sure about, yeah. I take it as a challenge and go, I wonder if I can make this line work. Right. I wonder if I can make it good. You know, instead of being like, oh, your writing sucks, change it. You know, <laughs> it's my job to make it good. So, right. so I try to do that. Um, but, yeah, I, I gravitate towards, you know, the strong female roles, and um, I just, I don't know how to, I always feel kind of like a dick when I say that because it's like, I, it's implying that I am, you know, all-powerful, strong female, and nothing can defeat me. But that's definitely not the case. Well, you... Um, I'm not a great swimmer. <laughs> well, then don't ride your motorcycle into a pool. I will not. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I, but I think it just means that something has to be... I think you described it in the perfect way. It just has to be challenging for you in right. some way. Yeah. You have yeah. to feel like there's some some growth or something and it can't just be a one-dimensional one-dimensional character right and i think something that would be challenging for me is i can you know i, I mean you guys were laughing i don't know was there something telling you to laugh at what i say no there's no okay so see there's okay no sign. So yeah i can be funny you can but, be funny but, <laughs> yes. but if somebody were to write yeah If I'm going to break a kneecap fool, that's going to happen. <laughs> You're going to do um, it. But if I was, like, given a script and they're like, okay, make this funny, I would probably look at it and be like, but it's not funny. I don't know how to make this funny. But if I get to make up the line, that's, that's just, then it's being me. But if I got to improv, I, I'd probably be able to do comedy. But otherwise, it's really challenging for me because I don't, there's stuff with timing and things that I just, I, I mostly do action and drama. So I'm, like, out of practice with being... You know Funny. what, though, I, 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 but I, I, I'll bet you, I mean, if you're looking at it on a page and trying to get into the sort of the, the rationale of why something mm. is funny, I think that you might be overthinking it. Because I think if you just, if someone just dropped you into a scene, a comedy scene, you'd figure it out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I, you're right. <laughs> I really do. I think. But it's, it's one of those things that I find it intimidating. And then, you know, I like to play a lot of physical comedy. comedy. Like, I, I genuinely think I'm Chris Farley inside. So it's like, and even though, like, physically I look one way, it seems to contradict the way my personality is. Yeah. So when I go and I will audition for comedy, people will just be like, what the hell was that? You know, because they're just like, I don't get it. And then, I, and then, I'm, and then I, my tail goes, whoop. When you just burst through the door and go, I'm yeah. living in a van down by the river. Yeah. Um, oh, that was crazy. It's a big choice. Yeah, that was a big you know, choice. and so... But I know that, um, I, know, I know, like you said, you grew up in Texas. Texas, yeah. Four brothers? Four too many, yes. Are you, <laughs> and you were the only, only girl in the family? Yeah. Isn't, now do you get it? <laughs> so what, and where are you in the, in, the, in the age range in that group? Well, I have one younger, um, and he just, he had a baby six months. Well, he didn't, but, he did. you know. <laughs> he watched his wife have yeah, a baby. Pretty much, yeah. 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 Um, and, uh, and so that's amazing, but it's so weird to have my little brother he has a kid and he's married and i'm like what's up i i don't know i can't even paint my own fingernails <laughs> i have to go get that done so gee you only have um, a super anyways, successful a super successful yeah. career in a yeah. television show right with a sword terrible with anything feminine That's um, <laughs> so yeah so i and then the th then i have three older so they're um they're pretty rad uh 
tubular. But did they torture you growing up? What, did, what do four brothers do with the... They, they do until I win. <laughs> like, I mean, there was, there was one time I used to... My poor little brother just... I should just give him a freebie and just be like, not, like just punch me in the face because I used to dress him as a girl. Mm-hmm. I, cut, I cut his hair under a cardboard table. I remember cutting his hair when I was like six. Mm-hmm. I, my poor mother had the stomach flu and she didn't know and I was like, Mommy, look! And I cut a V into his head. I'm glad I didn't kill him. Uh, so anyway, what I'm saying is I've always liked sharp objects. Um, but yeah, I used to just really, like, I was just so bad to him. And, it, and there was this one point where he... I don't know what happened, but I was, like, beating him up on the ground. He lifted his head, and he gave me a black eye. And then I, was, I remember being like, shit, because, like, he's getting bigger. You oh, know? yeah. Like, he's growing. He's going to be bigger than me. And, uh, and That's that when was... you aim for the nuts. Right, that's what. It doesn't matter how big they are. So then I Go got... right for the stones. Right, I, I, that's, and, and I do. It's like, that's, yeah. you know, that's. Oh, you're big enough now. They've dropped. I'm going to hit right. them. Yeah. 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 It's I can time. go for the ankles. Um, but... <laughs> But yeah, I, that's, and then I got into wrestling in high school, and my little brother um, kind of followed suit and ended up winning state and going to nationals, and then got a scholarship. Oh wow! So he was, he yeah. So I don't fight him anymore. Um, no, no. But I know that you you actually do understand self defense. Yeah. And don't you yeah. help people understand self defense? I do. Yeah. I uh, for a while, especially when I was living here, because now I live in New York. Um, when I was living here, I used to volunteer down at the Dream Center, which is in downtown LA. Um, and if any of you guys want to know about it, I can talk to you after the show about it. But it's really cool. Like, anybody can volunteer. I work with an organization called Red Eye. And they pretty much take people in the arts and say, what can you contribute? You know, and these are human trafficking victims. These are women who have been abused that have small children. These are guys who are in gangs that, you know, really are trying to get their life back on track. So we go there, and I'll cook chili for, like, the, the moms and the children. Um, and, uh, and it's really fun, but I started training a lot of the young women who were human trafficking victims in the gym. So I was, like, trying to teach them to respect their bodies because they do not. And right. uh, so I was working with those girls quite a bit, weightlifting, and then some yoga, some stuff like that. And then we started going over self-defense techniques uh, that are, you know, pretty much minimal effort, maximum results. If that makes well, sense. Well, let, let's just say that uh, you had a friend who was a guy who may not be that great with self-defense. Uh, <laughs> it would be... Uh, it's a, a guy I know. Mutual friend. Mm-hmm. You know, what would be something that you would show this person that I could then uh, take home and tell them? Something that I haven't well, already taught that friend. Okay, well, for, your friend. Sure, sure, um, sure. I'm, I, okay, so you could tell your friend... Mm-hmm. There are certain pressure points in the body that... Pressure um, <laughs> points? I don't even want to show you guys because you're going to use it on your friends or you're like, I just know I'm going to hear something and they would be like, my brother threw up because I, you know, hit him in the rib pressure point. Like, <laughs> that would be okay. amazing. Um, well, yes, I know. And, and that's, there are things that you can do. So a knockout point is behind the ear. We know this from boxing. Sure. Um, this is called a phoenix eye. If you push this in here, you can knock somebody out. Okay. Um, so if somebody's got you in cl- close quarters, like yeah. you can grab their face and pull here and yep. stick your fingers in their eyes. Shit, okay. Yeah, yeah I'll totally do that. And what especially, else? they don't have to, I mean, they can, you, it takes little force to do it, and even if they're on top of you. So it's a really quick, if your arms are tied, um, you can use parts of your forehead to actually break someone's nose. And oh, wow. And if you push up this way, this goes into the brain and kills somebody. Well, I that's not, I can't like, something there's like to a, there's play a, around there's with, like yeah, a, yeah. There's, like, a couple moves in Wing Chun, which I've been studying for the show, that are really just, like, energy-based, like, 
and you can there's like three points where you can hit somebody and it just that then they're done that's it <laughs> but i don't that's why when i do them on the show i i really have to be so careful that i don't hyperextend and actually hit the person and usually i'm fighting i won't typically fight the other actor i'll fight their double because uh it's just safer that way sure um and so <laughs> i feel like some people who've been doing martial arts for many years will get out of the way although yeah. i did break my nose i got punched in the nose because i got a little what so in august i know it's like button so it just healed it doesn't do anything oh my, my God. mom was like what happened and she's like it looks the same i was like my mom thinks it looks the same it's the same that's incredible um, yeah i just think i think you should start making crew shirts that said for guests that come on that said uh, i was a guest <laughs> Sorry. blind spot and all, yeah and all i got was my nose stabbed into my brain or a black eye or something there was blood it was everywhere 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 um but yeah yeah i've gone through some very interesting injuries uh but it's it you know it's it teaches me more about my body and then also uh you know i in the beginning so in the pilot i was like a little string bean i was like a little thin whatever and i was like i need to put some weight on because i'm gonna break in half and so i put on like 20 pounds because i was like i have to be able to hit a wall and not shatter so right. like, i'm gonna you know so pizza it was the best <laughs> i don't know if, if any of you guys have ever Carbo load. tried to gain weight on purpose it is the best time ever well yeah especially because like, oh, when you're working out you have to you, yeah. you, you you have to bulk up Right. So that you can lift more and yeah, get stronger. Yeah, and I did notice I was, like, able to, like, there's this, well, with Rhonda, this is, she's a tank, and she gets shot, and she falls back on me. And I was like, okay, cool. She, I, she knocked me to the ground, and I, I caught her, and I was like, oh, God. And then I was like, <laughs> man up, Jamie, because I was like, I can't. I can't say that hurt. Five takes later, I was like, <sighs> I was like, because <sighs> my knee was, like, so swollen with fluid because I was on the cement taking her weight on top of mine. Oh, well, of course. Yeah, of course. And, uh, but still, uh, yeah. I was like, I'm not going to say anything. And now, you know, we don't really know each other that well. So even if I say it in public now, it's okay. Cause it's totally fine. Yeah. Uh, it's totally cool. Yeah. So how, I, so it sounds like you're pretty good with injury too. You just, uh, yeah, shake I heal it off. fast. I heal fast. And I, I like, we've got, I've got so many, like such an amazing stunt team and, you know, we know to, like, wrap my ankles, and then we do all kinds of stuff like that to prevent, like, some serious, serious stuff happening. But it just it just happens. If you do this every day, you're just bound to, you know, Yeah, I, you know, honestly, and, and <laughs> it's no secret that uh, men have a much lower threshold for pain. Mm. My wife was uh, combat training for a while, and so she was, I, I came home one day, and she was training in our driveway, and she had these two fucking machetes, and this dude, she was like, shink, 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 and one of the machetes, like, hit her arm, and her arm, like, swelled up and stuff, and uh, it's like, what happened? Oh, yeah, the machete, and I'm like, yeah, but this paper cut is like... <laughs> it's and I, you know, I got some lemon in it, and it's like, fuck, it really hurt, you know? Like, there's just no... I know. We have no, we have no tolerance or pain whatsoever. I know. And I thought that was so funny, because the more I realized it, like, there'll be some, some actors that come on our show and say there's, like, they need to get their eyebrows tweezed or something. No, that um, hurts like shit. I know, but it's funny, because the girls, will just sit there and have a full conversation. You'll be pulling hairs out of our nose and wherever else, and we'll just be like, so anyways, did you see what Tad said? And then yeah. it's like... 
a guy will be like, stop it, you're Yo, killing me. The, I've like, only ever done it a couple of times because, you know, every once in a while, as you start to get older, what happens is that all the hair on your body just starts vining up toward your head or it's trying to escape. Yeah. It senses death and so it just all tries to escape your body. And so it just all, they just start getting crazy. So I have pulled the couple out and it's like your eyes while you're like, fuck, I heard that one crunch. Like yeah, you can yeah. hear it when it goes thwip. It was in deep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or you'll sneeze. That always happens to me. They'll just be like, ding, ding, and I'll be like, Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, stand back it's coming like, here it comes here it um, comes yeah i have yeah. no I, I just don't there's just no tolerance at all is there any type of meditation that i that you do or any type of i mean uh, well there is a there is a thing that you can do to i guess toughen up not that i'm saying you need to but i'm just saying there's like there, there's I, I do aside from like you know smoking cigars and drinking whiskey no right. I'm just kidding. um I only do one of those. Uh, but you, what you do is you take sandbags and you hit, you, somebody hits you with them. And you try not to move. So you can be in like a Wayne Chun stance and somebody will hit you. And you have to stay solid. But it's to pretty much toughen you up to be hit. Right. To take hits. And I, I am sure that, I don't know if they do that in judo. I'm trying to think. I think they do that in quite a few different art forms in that way. But, but they were like, somebody was mentioning it to me, and I was like, you hit me with a sandbag, I will knock your head off. <laughs> I was like, you're, like, I'm pretty sure I'll break a bone. I'll be like, oh, don't, don't do that. Yeah, I don't um, really have any of that. Like, I know um, uh, Lydia told the story. Lydia's dad was a police officer, and he was mm. a private detective, and he always taught her, like, how to stuff. And she was in, and she's just this tiny little, tiny little person. And in, uh, when she was in, like, first grade, some kid on the bus was like just bullying oh, her yeah. and like jamming his finger, and she's just this adorable little. She just goes, "Oh, Rick!" and just like broke the guy's <laughs> finger back. And then, and then her mom was to her dad was like, "Why did you teach her to do that?" <laughs> yeah. And he was like, "It worked. It he works. stopped I... bullying her." <laughs> so she is that person. And when she yeah. trains, you know, if like I, I get nervous when people, if anyone like were to get in her face, because without thinking, she just might be like, or yeah. like, you know, or something. Yeah, reactionary. I, I have experienced this twice. Um, I am not a violent person at all. I actually really hate guns, and I've had to really get used to them on the show. Uh, but I was in a bar um, recently, and there were these two guys in the bar, and it was crowded. It was like a really fun bar in Williamsburg, like hole in the wall, you know. They have like Schneiderbach, which was awesome. Anyways, that's aside the point. Uh, but uh, anyways, uh, these two guys, this one guy, I just remember he had a green shirt. His name was Phil. And I was like, your name is Phil. You're an ass. Like, you just look like an asshole. Like, is it and that green shirt. Phil, yeah. And he was just like, and he goes, hey, Sif. And then I was like, hmm. Here we go. And I turned around. I was like, hi. And then, I, you know, I'm, I'm polite. And uh, I was being polite. And then he started asking me if I could fight like I do as Lady Sif. And I was uh. like, well, um, hmm, I don't have any armor or a sword or shield. And I was like, so I, I'm not really not right now. Right. <laughs> and then, and I had a, a beer in front of me and I was like, in my brain, I'm thinking the exit's that way. I could break the beer. I'm like, my brain's like, <laughs> what am I doing? So I, I eventually get away from them for a second and I had to use the bathroom. Now, I don't know about you ladies, but the line for the women's restroom is stupid long and so unfair. And so I'm in this line, and I couldn't, and I didn't want to lose my place in line, but these two fools came up and started messing with me again, and I was like, you have to be, I got to pee, you need to back off, I'll see you in a second, and they just wouldn't leave me alone, and part of me was like, I don't know what to do, because they were starting to grab my shoulders. Oh, not okay. trying to be really weird. Not okay. So the person who owned the bar was, like, trying to kick them out, but I was like, if they go outside and I go outside, I don't know if this is going to be weird. I've never had this happen, because most people are nice. Right. Uh, so <laughs> I Except have, for fucking Phil. Right, Phil. I hope you're watching. Yeah. You fucking asshat. Phil. He's the guy that... Phil. 
He's a guy that all of his friends are always like apologizing for. Oh, right, you know, pretty Phil, much, I'm sure. Phil got really Phil. drunk last night. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's uh, yeah. yeah. He's like anyway. Had to bail him out again. It's yeah. like it's, someone should talk to him. Uh, but yeah, I was very close to like having to do something, and it's, and I I just thought I just need to leave, and so I left. Um, so I, w- I was good, right? I was like, I didn't use anything I was taught on the show or high school wrestling, none of that. I was like, I'm just going to walk away from this because this guy is just a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> so the next time I go to my friend's wedding, it's in Vegas, okay? This is so lots of drunk people in Vegas. And I'm in a bar, and this guy, I, I don't go to bars all the time. This just happens to me. Like, I was like, I'm starting you to want to talk like about something. Anyways, you want to talk um, about something? Hmm, what time is it? Uh, anyway, so, I was in a bar, was and I'm bar. beating this guy's was, head against the floor, and I don't kinda, know what it. Kind of, well, no, not, I mean, I thought, definitely thought about it. You thought about um, it. But this guy, you know, I was sitting there talking to this, this really sweet girl that was at, it was, she was also a wedding guest, and she's very petite, uh, sweet girl that's out here that's an actress and she was like I don't know how to you know get into playing roles like you do I think it sounds so much fun like I wish I could and I was talking to her I'm like well you you absolutely can you can do anything you want and she's like I don't know you're just like so tough and I was like well I mean yeah that on the show I mean I don't like do all that stuff guy walks up like on cue like literally on cue and grabs this girl's butt and starts like putting his face near hers Uh and I got so angry I took him like, I hit him in the chest really hard, slid my hand up, grabbed his shirt, and, like, threw him back. And I was like, and, like, and I said, I was like, go away. And he goes, I was just, I go, I don't give a fuck what you were trying to do. I was like, get away. Like, I was like, leave, pretty much. But, like, way better than what I just did. So, but it, I don't I was, have a blind spot, motherfucker. Like, I'll hit you from every direction. <laughs> but I was like, I felt so bad after because I was like, what did I just do? I was like, I could have easily just been, like, Okay, let's like her and I could have left. Instead, I like literally scared the shit out of this guy. Good. But then he stared. He stared at me for like a beat too long. I was like, he totally knows who I am. So this is even worse because he's probably like, she's really Jane Doe. And I was like, right. Kind of right now, yeah. But it was like one of those things where I was like, oh my god. I was, it was just my immediate reaction was to instead of leaving or saying, yo, dude, that's he one hundred percent deserved. I know exactly what I you did. One hundred percent. It's not like. I mean, it's not like he came up and started talking shit, and then you got physical. No, he got he brought physical to the table. I know, and this and then you just very, you just bust the table. I did. Yeah, I know. And she was very petite, and she just stood there, and I could, and I was like, "What the hell is happening?" And then I was like, "Okay," and you know, there it was. But you know what's awesome about that story is that you very well could have changed the course of her life because now she'll be like, "Shit, I need to learn how to do that," <laughs> and so maybe it, 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 it like boosted her sense of confidence what, and well-being. It, and also, might I add, I was in a weird bridesmaid's tracksuit and I had <laughs> what's a bridesmaid's tracksuit so this is I had what a, is a very beautiful updo I had like fake lashes and earrings so I looked probably like some weird fucked up version of a prom queen and so I'm sure this guy was like not expecting this shit to happen because everybody was dressed up and yeah Vegas style and uh I still don't know what a bridesmaid tracksuit is. Who are the people? Were these people eighty that got married? What was well, what's a tracksuit? It was it's uh, like it's velvet. Uh-huh. It's and it matches. And yep. it was mine was black, so it was classy. It was nice, like, very classy, uh, very classy yeah. tracksuit for Vegas. No periwinkle. No. Uh, but yeah, I just you know I just went downstairs because I I we'd all been in our bridesmaids gowns and the rule was like everybody go change. We're just going to go to a low key bar and that's going to be it. So I I was like great. I'm putting on that tracksuit thing and so i came down in the tracksuit and so everything about it was just weird yeah and i'm sure that guy probably thinks it's a nightmare like he probably doesn't really think that happened for real that this like weird like you know 
prom queen, but really messed up prom queen, you know, <laughs> uh, d- attacked him in a tracksuit in a bar called Senor Frogs. I think he... <laughs> <laughs> Adios. Super classy establishment. So, um, but I told, I told my, uh, my teacher, my Wing Chun teacher, I was like, I, I need to practice control with that because it just came out of nowhere. I mean, I really... Instead of telling the guy to just leave and that's not okay, I literally, I, I hurt him. Like, I know I did because I know how to hit there and it's terrible. It's horrible. Like, I know Yeah, I know whatever. That. No permanent tissue yeah. damage. Yeah. You know what? Then maybe yeah, I'll think was, twice before yeah. trying to grab some lady I know, the next time. I know. So. I, I couldn't even believe it. I thought for a second it was maybe her boyfriend or they knew each other until I saw her face and I was like... And then my, my amazing assistant who's here right now... <clears throat> She was there, and she just started laughing. And I remember being like, oh, my God, what am I doing? And she's over there like, that was great. She's, like, laughing. And and I was like, Lauren, like, oh, my God, I have to get out of here. I just totally hurt this person. And I don't know, do you get arrested for that? No. I was like, I was terrified. I was like, I need to get out of here. Because, like, in Vegas, they have cameras everywhere. And I was like, great. Somebody, I'm going to be, like, on the news. Oh, my God. The the footage from that would have been amazing. Oh, my God. I wish someone would put that on YouTube. It was bad. Jamie Alexander takes down Phil number two. <laughs> that guy's name was Phil, too. You it know that totally guy's name was. was Phil. It had to have been. I mean, it's to hear, to hear that people are going like, hey, Sif. I mean, you, are, you can already tell. You're, you're screwed. You're, I was uh, just yeah, like, you can already tell, like, oh, God, this guy wants drunk. fucking trouble. Yeah. But, it, yeah. but, you, but being a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe is such an incredible thing because that is something you will always be her. You will yeah. always be a part of that universe yeah. so how did you how did you get involved with with marvel well it was it was crazy i was on a show called kyle xy it got canceled i had saved as much money as i could but it, the writers you know it, there was a writer strike in 2009 the economy just tanked like I, you couldn't get a job anywhere i i mean i was like i will mop your floors nothing so <laughs> i went and and started like applying at different restaurants and i got to this this one bar called happy endings and, <laughs> <laughs> sure we'll hire you and I was like terrific it's an Ohio State football bar okay it's not what you think however Marvel didn't know that so this is what happened I was there I was waiting tables I was literally like I'm going to leave LA it's just not working out like I back waitressing you know I was on a show this I thought I would be able to keep up the momentum and it was just really difficult right so I'm cleaning literally they have beer pong there I don't know if you guys have ever been there it's still here it's on Sunset Boulevard and like it's there's beer pong. There's a wheel of fortune, and you spin that, and then you have to drink what it tells you to drink. Jesus I mean, it's that, that place, right? So I'm in there, and I'm, you know, people are drunk, so I'm making great tips. It's great. And uh, there, there would always be a group of ladies. I'm sure this happened in the men's room, but because I'm not a dude most right. days, I didn't go in there and clean it up. But I, went, I had to go and mop vomit off the women's bathroom, you know? Oh. So I got this call to audition for, they wouldn't tell me what it was, just a movie where I was going to be a superhero. So I was like, okay. So I go in and I read for it, and I'm like, I'm one of the last people to go in. Like, they have been trying to cast this for, like, months. And I was like, this is never going to work out. So I go in there, and I do the audition, and I leave, and I go to the bar and mop up some more puke. Um, <laughs> and I just, you know, I didn't hear anything for a week, so I was like, you know what? Screw this. Like, I just am going gonna to give up. I can feel it. And I, like, cried, and I fell asleep and took myself a nap before my shift at the bar. And then I woke up and I had like 30 missed calls. And then they were like, Kenneth Branagh wants to Skype with you. And I was like, what? And then I was like, well, I got to go to the bar. Otherwise, I'm going to get fired. So I was like, I can't Skype with him right now. Because (laughs) I was like, I don't, I literally need to pay my rent and feed myself. So we set it up. I Skyped with him. I went back in and put the scene on tape like a bunch of different ways for him because he was overseas. 
Then I get this call from Kevin Feige, yep. Chris Kyle at Marvel, and they're like, will you come and meet us? You know, we're down in Manhattan Beach. So I'm like, okay. So I got this, somebody to cover the shift. Go down there. And I have a collection of knives. I like to collect knives. <laughs> That's a totally normal thing to do. Um, it is. It's very normal. It started when I was a kid. I'm just going to say four brothers. Like, it was just like you always had, like, a pocket knife or something. And then I just started really loving, like, w- like William Henry's, like, a piece of jewelry. Like, all these knives, Spyderco, everything, Kershaw. So I had a big, big knife in my bag, and my purse fell off the chair next to me in front of the Marvel people, and a knife fell out along with a tampon. So... <laughs> And I was like, could this week get any worse? Because I was like, I'm going to go clean up puke in about two hours. And I just dropped a knife and a tampon in front of all these people. And I was like, I'm going to get arrested. What if you're, how do you not make illegal. a joke out of that? Or you're like, no, no, they, this one, they were like, makes the blood flow from the body. <laughs> this one. <laughs> anyway, can I have the part? Yeah, pretty much. I'm like, I'm a well-balanced individual. I mean, you so, see, yeah. you see, like, it's done. <laughs> oh it's done. In fact, I'll sign it in blood. <laughs> well, um, well, Kevin, like, you know, the I Kevin's such a sweet guy, yes. and they've done such an incredible job over there. Yeah. And uh, and but also, uh, when I first saw you in that movie, and then I met you afterwards, I was like, oh, you're not British. I no, legit no. thought you were because, of course, it makes sense. Nordic gods would have British accents. Uh, so was that was that? I assume that might have been the Kenneth Branagh. Well, that was yeah, and that was the funny thing because when we all got to set eventually after they horribly pl- pranked me, and it's probably because I accidentally somehow pulled a knife on them, but not yes. really. Um, and you also pulled a tampon on them, technically. I did. Yeah. I was like, there you go. That's me and a knife. Wanna rumble? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, this one. Sorry. Sorry. Um, this, <laughs> I'm not going to go any further. No, please I do. I won't. No, no. No, um, we're, you're among friends. Mm, All right. Uh, well, so, yeah, so the British accent thing came from, we had originally, there was a fellow from Japan, one from Ireland, I'm from the U.S., Chris is Australian. There, nobody was from England except for Tom. Hilson. Right. And then, of, of course, like, we ended up getting more people, you know. Um, but th- we were like, what are we supposed to do? And they had toyed with me being Irish, like having an, a sing-song type of accent. And then we were just going through it, and Ken was like, you know what? We're just going to make it pretty standard. And, like, let's, you know, Tom has a very standard British accent that's, like, articulate and whatever. Right. So pretty much, like, what was happening was we were going up to Tom and be like, hey, will you say this really quick? <laughs> and, then, and then he'd be like read it and then I would go great thank you just but we had dialect coach but you know a lot of us were like we're supposed to match Tom in a way so we were just asking him to say stuff and um and I was like well I mean it'll all happen so in the second one we didn't have Ken and we went there and they were like we're gonna go for more of like a mid-Atlantic so I was like well what the hell does that mean and they're like just not as like posh or proper and I was like Okay, I'm from Texas. I don't know the difference. You just I mean, have just to talk the way Madonna talks. I think, right? Or Lindsay Lohan now. I think. Right. I'm not sure. I was like, I oh my, know. I don't know whatever to do. Yeah, yes. pretty much. Yeah, it's a lot of it's, that stuff. It's like, so then I was like, all right, so I guess we're going to have different accents in the segment. But anyways, they were just like, instead of saying like forbidden, it would be like, it would be much softer. So like, instead of hitting all the D's and the T's and like all that stuff, it just needs to flow a little bit like easier. So we did that and we had, um, a, a different dialect coach. He was Irish, and then I was just like, "You guys are fucking me up." I don't understand like which way is what, but, but it was really fun. Yeah, it was really really fun. So um, yeah, Ken really set the bar 
extremely high for those films. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, our audience members are going to come up. They're going to ask questions. I'm going to give them fabulous prizes. And remember, we want to hear from you guys at home. Use that talking on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and you can find updates about our upcoming guests. Ask questions. You can be a part of the conversation if you want. That is my pledge to you. Uh, I'm going to read some questions off cards, too. We'll have some video chat answers. More in a bit with Jamie Alexander. We'll see you. Jamie Alexander is here, and now we're going to have an audience member ask a question. So let's do that. Someone come on up and ask a question. Hello. What's your name? I'm Kelly from Los Angeles. Oh, excellent. What is your question? So you played a lot of strong female characters. What would you say to a girl that's struggling with low self-esteem? Oh, that's actually a very... uh, Thank you. That's an awesome question. I... I struggle with it all the time. I still do. Uh, I mostly did when I was a lot younger. I'm in my 30s now, so I'm I'm trying to figure shit out. Um, But the thing is, uh, there is no duplicate of you. And and it's something you really have to listen to because you you can't be recreated. You just can't. So that gives you an advantage over everybody in this room. There's no way that they can be you, and you have something to offer. So that alone is, is everything. Because, I'll, you know, we go into castings all the time, and you're sitting there with, like, a bunch of other girls that, like, probably are sm- thinner, bigger boobs, better hair, whatever, and you have to go, you know what, but they're still not me. And so that's what you have to put forward is that you are on this earth for a reason, and you are you, and no one else can, can talk. You're like, what do I... Got a very interesting box of stuff over here. I'm not... I'm... I don't know if this was all supposed to go together. Okay, great. Uh, would you like a, a sword or a shield? I'll take a sword. You'll take a sword. All right. There you go. We have a video message for Jamie. Let's see what it is. Hi, Jamie. My name's Megan, and I'm from Kent in England. And if I could ask you one question, it would be, what makes you break character the most during filming and why? Uh, we get subtitles with that? <laughs> wait, what, I think, what character? Uh, wait, no, how do we do that? Do I watch it again? Yeah, let's watch it again. Hi, Jamie. My name's Megan, and I'm from Kent in England. And if I could ask you one question, it would be, what makes you break character the most during filming and why? What makes you break character most during filming and why? It's obvious that's what yeah, um, being well, said. Yeah, um, well... Pretty much, I'm, I'm horrible if I'm in a scene with somebody and there's a third person and they don't, you know, they're not talking just yet. I'm just talking with somebody else. And then I look over and they're like this. <laughs> like they're trying, for some reason, something's funny and they're trying not to laugh. So they look up this way and I cannot keep a straight face. Like I'll just start busting out laughing. Like I can't, I can't help it. It's, there's Audrey who plays uh, Agent Zapata on our show. She is the worst. If I catch her, if. Like, so, my co-star is doing an American accent, okay, Sullivan Stapleton. Sometimes certain things come out of his mouth that just sound really crazy or weird, and then we'll be like, what'd you say? Like that, like case in point. Like her- <laughs> so, so it, and it's, it's funny, but you'll try to, like, because he'll stay really serious, and you'll try not to laugh because you're like, don't want to be an asshole, but it's funny because it's funny, right? Right. So she'll go, and she'll have her hair down, she'll flick her hair in front of her face and try to turn away, and I'll be like... <laughs> And I'm like, oh. And then, and then everybody just breaks. And then he's like, what? And we're like, 
nothing. Like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> but then it just gets worse and worse. So once you get the giggles going, it's like, forget it. This is where the Texas and you need to come out and you just go, you talk funny. Yeah. yeah. I can't understand. I don't understand it. You just talk funny. Yeah, but it's, it's all in good fun. But yeah, I can't. If I catch somebody else trying to like, not laugh. Not laugh. You can't. It's you just break Terrible. it. Terrible. Uh, let's 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 take a couple of questions from the internet. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Some of these, I, I don't know if you. I feel like these are questions you may not be able to answer. Oh, you can answer this. Are they of a sexual nature or something? N- no. <laughs> no. Well, that would be the only thing I don't want to talk about no, here. No, I was talking. About, I'm like used. Like season three questions. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I mean. <laughs> Like I would ever. I don't know. <laughs> These are. <laughs> I mean, we already know you carry around a knife and a tampon. Like I already know that. No, 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 no. It's just, it's just things that are coming up on the show that you probably can't oh, talk oh. about. Okay. Uh, but you, you can talk about this. Aleftheria Cha on Twitter says, "What is your favorite scene in season two? Oh God. Uh, this is also going to make me sound really crazy, but I like the torture scene. When I'm being tortured in the first episode back in season two, um, there's this great montage of my character being held in a black site, a CIA black site, and she's being tortured, and then she finally gets the upper hand and just annihilates everybody in there, there that was torturing her. Yeah. So that was one of my favorite scenes to, to be a part of because of just working with all those stunt people, it was so much fun. The gravity of the scene, the makeup, the prosthetics I had to wear and everything like that was pretty rad. Okay, so that's good. Uh... Well, okay, this is from Emily Konyeksny. I don't know how all these letters are supposed to be separated. Uh, <laughs> what was your reaction when you read the finale? Oh, man. I was like, okay, so I loved it. Oh, wait, hang on one sec. They, they just said to hold because your, your mic is all screwy. Sorry. Oh, that is way further down than it was before. <laughs> <laughs> Here comes everyone. It's my, I think it's because my shirt untied itself. I mean, unless there's like a little fairy back there that's untying stuff. Can you give her wardrobe? I don't have one of those. I don't have a wardrobe person. Can't you tell? And then, yeah. Um, so, um, wait, what was the question? <laughs> the question was, what was your favorite Sussing. when you came to the thing? Was there, there was the was all right in the loo? Okay. Welcome to What's All This, then? Uh, okay. Uh, oh, the question again was... <laughs> all right, here. Uh, boy, I don't know how to say this name. Stop it, I have it right here. <laughs> how dare you? I'm driving here. I will turn this car around and take you kids home. And no ice cream. <laughs> but thank you for paying attention, though. I really got to say, that was... This guy didn't jump in. You, you had it right there. All right, great. Uh, the question was, what was your... Uh, from Emily Konyeksny, uh, what was your reaction when you read the finale? Um... All right, so, well, when I read the finale, I, uh, a lot of it was just bananas in a good way. I was like, whoa, that's happening, that's happening. I love the two-year jump that she's been missing for two years, which obviously in season three we'll get to see where she's been. Um, The glowing tattoo thing threw me for a loop. 
only because I was like, now how the F are we supposed to do this for season three where I got to glow now? I already have tats everywhere. How are you going to glue little LED lights to my body? So I was a little confused. But then the sci-fi side of me was like, I like this. But then I was like, I don't know what we're going to do with this. But, and I was like, is it a dream? I mean, I had so many questions. And, of course, they're like, we're not telling you. You have the biggest mouth in the free world. I'll just tell everybody what happens in the next season. So I still don't really know what the glowing So you is. still don't know yet? Yeah, she's a glow worm. She's a glow worm. She's That's a glow what it is. worm. She's a glow worm, and she's going to turn into a glow butter- butterfly. Yeah, by the she time probably loved done. Tron as a kid. I Where, feel like it's Who cool. didn't love Tron as a kid? I that mean, I know, I know. But, yeah, it was, I was very excited. Um, and then also had tons of questions, which is great, because hopefully so do you guys. So you'll watch season three. I mean, is that, is that a du- direction that you think it's going in? Like, I don't think. It's definitely not going to go the sci-fi route just because we're, we're trying to keep it very balanced in reality and that kind of thing. But um, I, I did find out, like, why those are there. Okay. I'm really trying to behave. Yeah. Next it's question. Hard. It's hard. <laughs> the next question is, yes. why are those there? I'm yeah. <laughs> I know, I also know, even just hearing you reference Tron is utterly delightful because uh, uh, I know you also read comic books too yeah. and stuff, and you're, in, you're into a lot of the stuff that you are now a part of yeah. in your professional career. Yeah. So what types of stuff did you, were you into? Oh, gosh. I mean, I used to daydream I was Jubilee. So my thing was <laughs> I cut my hair into a pixie, and then I tried to find a yellow. By the way, I look like crap in yellow. I can't wear <laughs> yellow. I look like I'm dying. I, my, I turn green. It's weird. It's horrible. <laughs> it's like an olive complexion thing. Anyways, she was my favorite, um, favorite, favorite. Not a huge fan of her being a vampire, though. Right. Kind of skipped those books. Sorry, didn't mean to be a dick, but that was weird. Um, Gambit was my other favorite, so that made sense. But I was, like, really big into X-Men, Spider-Man, um, pretty much whatever my brothers had, I would use. Like, because we grew up, we were pretty poor, so it's not like I could go and buy, like, all the things I wanted. So I would pretty much read whatever they were reading. Right. Um, and it was, pretty, you know, stuff like Spider-Man, Superman, all the basics. And then I used to daydream that I was a superhero. Like, I'd always try to think of, like, ways I could be one. And, like, if I jumped out of the tree... Like, would I die or break a leg? And then I would try it, and then, you know, yeah. it was an Ivy later. Uh, but it was like, I was just always doing that kind of stuff and um, running around, making capes, like forts on my bed, like everything, any and everything. So um, that just sort of stuck with me. And then, of course, when I got to play Sif, I was just really excited. That's fantastic. Yeah. I think it's always nice for the fans to hear, like, Oh, it's not just some role. Like, it really was something that was yeah. such a central part of who you are and what, and what you were into when you were growing up. Yeah, it was one of those things when we're, we were on set and all of us are in our costumes and we're like, this is what we dreamed of as a kid. This is so crazy. And we're actually getting paid to yeah. do this. And, and I, I, I would look at myself in, a, in the mirror and I was just a giant. I mean, they, I had, like, tall boots. I was probably, like, 6'3", as Sif. So it was just... It was just like the little kid part of me was just so excited. And I just, yeah, I still, I still can't really. And you're, I know you're a Star Wars yeah. fan, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did, mm. Have you done the Chewbacca voice for, you must have done it for people before. Oh, yeah, man. It's like, that's my backup plan. That's my plan B. If I don't get another acting gig, I'm just going to open a booth. And I'm going to do Chewbacca. And then you guys got to pay like a dollar. <laughs> because what A dollar for Chewbacca is totally worth it. I know. Because I feel like that's, that's, see, I have faith in myself that I'll garner like a ton of people coming through that booth. Hey, Spence, can I have a dollar? So. <laughs> Spence, give me a dollar. Okay, but I Thanks, don't Spence. have anywhere to put that. Hi. Uh, I would like to talk to Chewbacca, please. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did what? 
I think you could. To- I think you should totally do that. I'm just gonna do that to the next fill. I'm just gonna do Chewbacca. Mm. See what happens. But that I got the news for you. You could charge more than a dollar for that. I think people would pay a lot of money to come up to Comic Con and have you just do that to them. <laughs> Don't give me any ideas. I'm gonna. <laughs> you'll see me this July. I'll be able to. Boom. Uh, do we have time for another audience question? We're going to take a break. Okay. okay. Before we go to break, I want to let you guys know the extended version of this chat is available as a podcast on Nerdist, which you've already done, but this is a different conversation altogether. Mm-hmm. Go to amc.com slash talking for bonus clips, exclusive content, and links to the podcast for every one of our episodes. More with Jamie Alexander when we come back. We'll be right back. <laughs> Welcome back. Jamie Alexander is talking with Chris Fabric. Uh, let's take another uh, question from the studio audience. Come on up. What is your question? Hello. I'm Jana. I'm Jana. I'm from Chicago. And my question is, what is your fondest memory of working on Kyle XY? Oh, wow. Um, gosh, probably just any scene I had with Matt Dallas. He was just so lovely. He's still one of my closest friends. He's like my brother. And just incredible guy. We had a fight scene on uh, the edge of the Cleveland Dam. Um, it was actually the first big jump I did off of... Uh, I'm nuts, by the way. I can't even believe I did that. Like, very close to it. It it scared the crap out of me without a harness. My stunt girl just shoved me in the back, and I was like, boink. I was like, okay. Like, yeah, I know. We can't, this, we are friends, but this is weird, right? Opposites attract us friends. So here's what I did. I, like, jumped off the thing. Matt, like, came up to me, and then we had this fight scene. I, he turned into one of my punches, and I gave him a black eye. And he was like, it's okay. And he gave me a hug. And I was like, I love you. And that was like oh, one of so the sweet. best, like one of the best people I've ever worked with. Yeah. Excellent. Thank you. Um, let's see. What do I have for you here? What is this? This is, oh, well, I'm trying to see if there is a Kyle XY related thing here. Oh, no. No, there isn't. Um, but I can give you the, how about the pilot script to blind spot sign? Okay, great. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Appreciate me because I give you things. I will buy your appreciation. Uh, let's take another video message. Hi, I'm Paul from Hatfield, PA. And my question is, now that you're a big part of Marvel's MCU, would you ever consider doing a spin-off with Just Lady Sif for Lady Sif and the Warriors 3? Uh, yes, yes, and yes. Um, that would be so much fun. Uh, I would love to do something like that. So, I feel like I need to give him a longer answer. But well, really, he asked you a yes or no yes question. Yes, with a capital Y. Yeah, he's, he asked you a yes or yes. no question. That's totally fair. Uh, let's have another studio audience question. Come on up. What's your name? I am Mike from Denver, Colorado. Excellent. And I wanted to know if you didn't become an actress, what would you be? Ooh, um, I would probably be a chef. Yeah, I grew up cooking a lot, and um, and I, I just I absolutely love it. I would absolutely just be a chef. What what would you like to make? I, you nice. already said chili. You like to like make maybe... <laughs> Okay, I don't know if you know what a um... chef is. <laughs> Chefs don't make knives. Oh, using knives, butcher, using yeah. knives. Yeah. No, I love. Uh, I make a lot of Southwest cuisines. Uh, my mom is incredible. She's taught me pretty much everything I know. Um, so anything, anything spicy, chili, tacos. I make food in stages so that it can accommodate a vegan, a vegetarian, and a, a meditarian. Uh-huh. Um, so I just I do that so that everybody in the in the family can just you know go okay. I want some steak, or I just want you know some greens. I just want a thing that's not just, steak, but it's a fake steak. Yes, like, that would be Phil. That would Phil be Phil. Would Phil that. would say that, <laughs> and he's not even a oh. vegan. He's just being a dick. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay. What do I have left for you? 
I have a sheet. I mean, I'll let you. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, sure. If you, do you want the costume, or would you like the? Uh, no. You like the shield? Would a shield be sure. of your? Or would you like a? Would you like a Thor script? Thor script. Thor script. Right. Here you go. Thor script signed by Jimmy Olsen. Oh, you have a great signature. You have a really great signature oh, here. God. Can I get this on the camera? This is a really great signature. <laughs> but there's almost there's almost like a face in it that's like, meh. Like right there. <laughs> that guy right there. Uh, here's your Thor script. Thank you so much. <laughs> Let's just rifle through just a couple more social media questions just so... Oh, oh, here we go. This is from uh, Camille Quirazova. Uh, fuck, I'm sorry. It's Camille and then Q-U-I-R-O-Z-V. Any, any takers on that? All right. Uh, where do you see Jane Doe, what do you see Jane Doe doing in five years uh, into the future? Laser removal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be so painful. That'd be such a painful process. I mean, I, I am currently still in the process of getting a gigantic tattoo. I have a ton of my own really Oh, let's see. What, what, what are you getting removed? Well, it was a, it was a giant Pisces fish. So it went from here to here. And my, I just tell you, laser removal is the most painful thing I have ever experienced. And I've broken a lot of bones. And I was just, it swells like a golf ball. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Um, but uh, I had to stop when I got the show because we, you know, stick tattoos over it and it can't be, you know. No oh, okay, good. I thought it was someone sore. like your mom was like, oh, actually, you're a I Capricorn. Like yeah, oh, right. shit. Oh, God. Did you say something? Donovan. Yeah, she um, yeah, she she loves my tattoos. I mean, I yeah, I I uh, my ex girlfriend had just a simple black band around her arm, uh-huh. and was like, and it was the same thing. Where it was like, oh, it was tough to work because they always yeah. have to cover it up. Yeah. So she, someone gave her a, she won in a raffle like a coupon for five laser removals. Yeah, and she goes in, and they're like, oh yeah, we should be able to do this in five or six treatments. No. The first time she, when she was in pain, she would laugh. So she'd be like, ah, ha, 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 the tears streaming down her face. Because it, yeah, and you hear it. It goes yeah, it's pop, 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 yeah. pop, and it like dissolves. And then and you smell it too. And you smell it. And it smells like yeah. burning and it's your fucking yeah. flesh. Yeah. And, uh, and it legitimately took like two and a half years yeah. to make it fully go away. Because you can't, yeah. you have to take some time in between yeah. treatments. Yeah, a couple months in between treatments. And then um, they, they, like, if you go to an institute for laser, they can inject you with, uh, like, a, a numbing... I don't know what that would be. Isn't it like a local anesthetic or something? I don't use it. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I just bite like down on a leather strap. Pretty much. I'm yeah. squeezing, like, this little stress ball, and I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break this. I was like, oh. And, um, and they would... So if you're really pale like I am and you have black ink, it picks it up fast. It, it goes away quicker, but it hurts so bad. Uh, and so I would just, you know, wear, like, bandages around my arm, and it totally made me feel cool. Hey, how many treatments so far? I've had, like, 15 treatments. Holy shit. And what's this left? This is scar. This was, this was, this is a deeper ink. It depends how deep the ink is. And I, this had faded to gray, so uh-huh. they were able to get that off really easy. Um, but, yeah, it's just one of those things, so I just left it. And so I'll probably have two more treatments, and it'll go away. Oh, my God, that's we'll incredible. See. Or I could just get your, you know, something for you here if you want. Oh, that'd be really nice, yeah. yeah. I'm a Sagittarius if you want Perfect. to put a centaur. <laughs> Maybe some archery. Maybe, like, a, you know, something sharp. <laughs> well, uh, your, I believe your tattoo, was, Phil, is a piece of... Oh, man, these are... That's two questions, like... God! Um, <laughs> the best quality, I think, is just her... Ne- her intuition her instinct is to help is always to like okay. save and help the worst one would be 
something that I have too, where it's, she's very reactionary, so she'll just take your head off. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? She's just like, right, right away, she's just like, pow, or just like knocking somebody out, and that's, maybe I should stop talking. Next no, question. that's fine. Listen, I think it's great. I think people need I to know. I feel like I'm going to get arrested as soon as I leave here. I carry, like, you know, illegal blades and <laughs> all kinds of stuff. I don't have one here today. No, that's what? Uh, I no. promise. You promise? Yes. All right. This is from Metal Guru 73. What do you fancy for breakfast? Oh, well, hmm. uh, if I've worked out, I, I have a protein shake because mm-hmm. I'm super busy. Otherwise, it's like fried eggs, toast, the works. Good. Um, anything spicy. Yeah. Good. And then uh, two more things. Because you are a knife fan, mm-hmm. talk about knives for a second. Like, what's a okay. knife that you like and what is it that you like about it? Well, so. I have this, I don't know who makes this because it's not, it, um, a stunt girl I, I worked with gave it to me, but it's a claw, it's like a hook, and the bottom has a circle, so I don't know what that's for, I guess you can club somebody, I have no idea. Sure. Anyways, um, I like it because you can actually put it through your hands and you can punch somebody if you have to. <laughs> this is not okay, you're going to get me arrested. Um, okay, so uh, This segment's that, called Exhibit A. <laughs> <laughs> what not to do? Oh, man. Um, but what is, anyway. it, what is it that attracts you to, like, what is it about knives? Is it the artistry or is yes, it the... Yes, so it's like William Henry, if you know of any of those knives, I don't know if you guys have ever seen them. You don't use those to open boxes. They just, they're, they're beautiful. And, and the swirls and the steel are so perfect. They um, will, you know, sometimes they'll be like ingrained with pearls and things like that. So it can be like, it's, it's definitely a collector's knife in my opinion. It's beautiful. It's like jewelry. So some people invest in jewelry. I invest in knives. Anyways, uh, and then I happen to really like Kershaw. That was like my first brand of a knife. Um, they're super easy, uh, very light, very affordable. Spyderco is really good. They use those a lot in the military. They uh, Typically a lot of them have handles that won't melt or freeze. So you, you know, if, if you're outside and it's super hot or something and it's laying on a metal table you can grab the knife and it won't burn you um this is super weird not at all because i feel like this is a coffee conversation not in front of the public (laughs) Um, i think people need to know people need to know that if there is an apocalypse you are the leader of it i guess but yeah i mean you there is a hundred percent no question i mean my and, and my lydia is the same way like she loves she loves knives and weapons and all sorts of cool That's stuff like great. that. And uh, and if there is an apocalypse, I'm, I'm like, well, yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't need to learn anything. I just need to not. I yeah. just need to make sure she doesn't lose me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as long as I can, st- like in an apocalypse, I'm gonna follow her like a three-year-old and a, follows their mom in a grocery store or a mall. Yeah. Just make sure. Like, Lydia, right here. Lydia, Lydia, zombie, Lydia, zombie. You know, I'll just be shouting. <laughs> but uh, as we're kind of wrapping this out, um, what's a a really great piece of wisdom that you have to impart or something, just something that you live by or maybe there's a piece of advice someone gave you at some point that you, you know, like a guiding principle or something. Um, A piece of advice. I always say if you find yourself uh, in a situation you don't know what to do about it, um, I, and this is how I play some of my characters, especially Jane, but there's a quote that insecurities are loud and confidence is silent. So um, if, if you notice that you're, you know, I don't know. If, you're, if I'm super uncomfortable, like right now, uh, <laughs> I will like be really loud or something like that. And that, that shows that you know, I'm a bit insecure with something. If I'm confident, it's more relaxed. It's more mellow. So 
I, I tend to bring that into my characters, but it can help you decide where you stand on certain things. You know, if you really think about it, do I feel calm? Do I feel at rest? You know, then this is okay. I know what to do. If you feel really uneasy, then okay. That you can sort of combat that behavior. You know, if you're going for an interview, just know that you need to quiet yourself before you go in if you're nervous. I don't know. Does that make any sense? That makes perfect sense. Okay. That makes perfect sense. Oh, great. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Oh yeah, because. <laughs> Well, yeah, because when you're nervous and the blood's flowing, the adrenaline's flowing, you yeah. almost, it almost like it makes it hard to hear. So you don't know that you're up here right. and you're, so, you're, right. you're on well, the edge of Also, your... if somebody is treating you poorly and they're just very aggressive with it, they're just really insecure with who they are. Yeah. And, then, and if you meet somebody who's, like, extremely confident in who they are and it feels safer, it's usually more of a quiet, quietness and, like, a, just a, a chill vibe. Like, this is not going like I thought it would. What? I don't know what else to say. I was going to, like, say more stuff, and then... I oh, you just, I you just crapped out halfway through. I, I was going to say... I was going to say, Phil, like, Phil, Phil clearly end. was very insecure, because okay. Phil... Phil was loud and, and had to prove had something to prove. Bright green shirt. I had I had. Oh, it's the, is anyone wearing a green shirt? God damn it! Uh, let's get all the green shirts out. Well, I looked down and it was like a green shirt. In fact. In fact. Uh, but you know, it, it sort of building on that. Um, uh, someone I, I worked with a trainer for a long time, and he taught me something I thought was really great to sort of build on that. Is I found that a lot of times I was like up here on my toes. Oh, because yeah, I'm always okay. ready to, yeah. you know, and, and uh, maybe to run. Uh, <laughs> and, and it was teaching me to sit back on my heels. Because when you sit back on your mm-hmm. heels, it's sort of like you said, you're more calm and you're more yeah. comfortable and you're more confident. So yeah. I think that's great advice. And I think uh, I, I, you know, it's such a bummer that this is the only, the, the only time we've had to hang out in recent memory. Because you're just being all successful in New York and stuff. Okay, you have your own talk show. Well, okay. Uh, uh, this uh, is what we do when we hang out. No, and then uh, sometimes we'll chest bump. We'll chest bump. <laughs> and then you get on your motorcycle and I get back into the safety of my automobile. But uh, I really, I hope to get to see you again soon yeah. in, a, in a social situation. And maybe we'll bring these guys along yeah. the next time we do. But this is so much, so much fun. Thank you for your... I feel like I was blindsided. Because it's a competition show. From the producers of Jury Duty and The Bachelor. We have scoured the earth for the 14 greatest reality contestants that were available during our production window. Comes a reality competition show about reality competition shows. Nobody has dared to find out who is the actual best at just being on a reality show. I'm your host, comedian Daniel Tosh. Is win or go home. Each episode, our contestants will face new challenges that will test their strength and lack of life skills for a chance to win $200 million. $200,000. Prepare, because it's about to be ugly crying. Lots of fighting. Tasha, I have to defend myself. Celebrating 25 years of reality TV with your favorites. I have diarrhea. You cannot do this to me. What in gay hell have I got myself into? The GOAT, premiering on Freebie and Prime Video on May 9th. 